0: Welcome to the Heroes of Reality podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins,
1: as he introduces today's guest. Welcome, Young Adventurers. Dylan here. And on today's podcast, I have Matt Chacon. He is the founder of Rumi, an award-winning VR platform for education and training, highlighted in the PBS documentary Good All Over for donating Rumi in the frontier economies and emerging markets for the immersive education. Author of The First Person, a Book of the Metaverse, actively serves on the Human Dimension Support Service Think Tank and advising the U.S. government on spatial computing technologies and co-inventor of a COVID-19 immersive mental health therapy, and the creator of 9010 Principle, monetize 90% of your day, and donate 10% to other for social good. So without any delay, I'd like to welcome Matt. Hey! Welcome, hey,
0: brother. Dylan.
1: Hey, man, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on the show, dude. Glad to have you here. Excited to talk with you and all the things about the metaverse as we've come to find out we are have, have all been building for... The last couple of years and not known it. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. Let's, let's kick things off though a little bit about your journey. Can you talk to me a little bit about your journey and what led you up to Rumi and the metaverse and all that jazz?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll, I'll be brief and, uh, we can kind of dive into questions, uh, if needed. And by the way, yeah. I mean, feel free to, you know, ask me anything. I'm an open book, you know, I'm not going to be offended. I lost my pride when I started dating. So <laughs> anything goes, man. Um, sure. yeah, so I, uh, I guess being pretty brief about the whole journey, um, grew up in poverty, couldn't afford college, uh, grew up in South Central Phoenix, Arizona. Um, So instead of going to college, I started in 1994, I helped start an internet development firm. we had nothing special. We had no secret sauce. We just built websites. Um, But what we kind of specialized in was sports websites. So we did like the phoenix open arizona rattlers arizona diamondbacks um i personally built the very first website that wells fargo ever had Uh, it was just me (laughs) doing that um crazy times back then i mean back when nobody even knew what a web browser was um back in the Mm -hmm. early early 90s so taught myself computer programming did that uh three and a half years later we had a 63 million dollar ipo and I've kind of been doing that ever since, man, just starting up companies, um, some successful, some failures, you know, it's just part of the journey. And that brought me to here. So um, I, before I started Rumi, I owned um, <clears throat> like a consultancy. We did a lot of agile and scrum consulting. And we used, I mean, everything on the market, Zoom, BlueJeans, Uber Conference, and they all sucked. So I needed something that was more immersive uh, for my customers. And when I started looking around, um, I, I realized back in 2016, uh, early 2016, that hey, you know, we've got technology, content, and talent kind of converging right now. Um, and it was a perfect time to start this. And HTC was just coming out with their, their um, HMD, you know, the Oculus DK1 had, had dropped, they're going to DK2. So um, started building on that. And then, I mean, the rest is history. Now, five years later, still own Rumi. So. Yeah. And then along the way, I got three college degrees. So it's been a fun ride. Three, three college. And what did you get the college degrees in? Uh, so kind of along the way through that journey, uh, when I could actually afford to go to college <laughs> and pay for it myself without uh-huh. going hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt,
1: uh-huh. um,
0: I uh, got a degree in counterintelligence from American Military University, then uh, studied marketing at Rutgers Business School, and then mergers and acquisitions at Harvard Business School, where I finished up. So...
1: That's a really intense background. Uh counterintelligence. Um and then I mean it, that sounds like a lot of kind of um uh like going into other countries, counterintelligence, like financial kind of stuff. That sounds like a quite a Are you a spy? Are you, <laughs> are you, are you a are you a government spy? It's okay, you can tell me. No one's watching. It's all No one's me. watching. No no one else. It's okay. <laughs> you can trust me. We're in space.
0: Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> if I've heard I can't count the number of times I've heard you can trust me and it really means something completely different This usually starts with an F and ends with a U. But anyway. um, you know I could tell you what I did. I did I did tell you what I did, but I'd have to kill you. But the problem Uh is you die for a really boring reason.
1: Oh do that. Nobody wants to die for a boring reason. That's there. we all in a blaze of glory, man. That's that's true. Uh, it's so funny, man. So listen, <laughs> so then so along the way, you, you, you've you created this this platform for education. You wrote a book also called First Person a Book of the Metaverse. Can you talk to me a little about the book and, and like what inspired that? And what are your what are your thoughts around that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I wrote that in 2019, <clears throat> late 2019. Uh, it's called The First Person. Really what it's about is, uh, well, I mean, this industry inspired me to write it, um, mm. but it's more about the the confluence of technologies and kind of how we are, um, we're, we're converging and uh, with like you know, AR, VR, uh, AI, machine learning, kind of all of these very esoteric technologies are are converging now and we're merging physical reality with digital reality. Um, so I wanted to kind of explore what that might look like. Um, and I do touch a little bit, it's kind of a fun thing in the book about, you know, um, looking at Nick Bostrom's, um, you know, simulation probability and his anthropic principle. And, you know, are we living in a metaverse? Or are we not? Um, are we recreating something? I mean, who really knows, right?
1: It, it's a, yeah, that's one of those questions. I know Elon Musk did the same type of things. like, what's the likelihood that we live in base reality? Versus like, you know, what are the chances not? And so if there's, it seems like the chances are we, we aren't, you know, if, if there's a, a real matrix experience out there. So it, it gets, it gets really meta. The conversations, it's a very meta conversation. What you, like, what are your whole take on now that like, I mean, I know Mark Zuckerberg just came out with the meta announcement and Facebook at the last, at the last connect um, and got rid of the last Palmer lucky um uh naming conventions and all that fun stuff what's your whole take on on facebook going meta and what do you think it means for the industry
0: uh good question man you know i think they first of all they stole meta from uh the the the, at least the logo they stole it from the sense app (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh in the vr the whole mind that mindfulness app literally named sense with the exact same logo it's just a different color (laughs) so i thought that was interesting
1: (laughs) Yeah, what are you gonna do though? You're like Famous got has like oh, please see uh, floor number thirty seven, with filled with lawyers. They're gonna go. They'll, they'll take you one by one. You know, it's like they. Got, uh, so yeah, they did take that. They did take the logo, but that. The, what do you think about the name change? What do you think it means? It's. It's. it's yeah. Really
0: you know, I think um, I. I can tell you right now. Uh, I've been doing this for going on almost over five years now, um, and. Facebook is not going to be the final arbiter of what is appropriate in the metaverse. I, I, no one's going to, I mean, look, I don't even have a Facebook account. Um, none of my customers can even install Facebook on their computers. You know, we've got over 7,000 institutions around the world that use us um, and not a single one of them wants to use Oculus or Facebook. They, they, they're they like not interested at all. Um so nobody, you know, Facebook's going through a lot of bad press, and I, I don't think it's. I think it's going to. I don't think it's going to be the big bang that they're hoping for, even in the short or long term. I think it's going to be a lip quivering whimper, to be quite frank. Um, I don't think anybody really wants to explore a metaverse that's owned by an advertising company, mm-hmm. right? And, I mean, you know, and Facebook is not making any money um, on Oculus. You know they're they're long ways from making money on Oculus. You know they pay their bills through, you know the the advertising and the realities that they push through their other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'll say without getting, I mean I could go on and on and on yeah. about this, but without getting too long winded, um, Facebook isn't going to change anything. Meta is not going to change anything. I, I think what's going to happen is we're not going to see any real market traction in that space mm-hmm. until Instagram and WhatsApp, which are also Facebook properties um, become a very normal and
1: ubiquitous part of our daily lives in the metaverse and whatever iteration they kind of look like. Yeah, see, that's really interesting because like, if you look at them, I mean, they have the most popular hardware headset and it is a it's a lost leader for them. They lose money on the sales of the headset, but they make it accessible. But I think they do make money. I don't know how much money they make because the the actual Oculus store, crushes i mean i know there's like one of the three games and they do like a million dollars and you know beat saber on that platform alone did over a hundred million dollars so i mean there's plenty of money being piped through i mean it's one of the most successful stores out there um at the same time and you know because of the privacy issues and all the other it i find this to be so ironic and i find it to be so funny that like i so i run like a like a facebook group um of VR developers and like you know oculus vr people and I when I put the question I was like hey uh what do you think the new name should be for Facebook and it was just as much hate as you could see (laughs) just drop down this list of just I don't think I saw one positive name I find it really funny that people that use the hardware and then are also on the platform absolutely hate the (laughs) provider it's like. It's like people inside a bar yelling about the about how alcohol is terrible for them. <laughs> it's just a really funny concept that I see going on because they, they they provide a lot of value in terms of like having the platforms and stuff like that, but it's like these practices. And so it's a, it's a really weird conundrum because they are paving the way, but everyone's unhappy about it. So they're kind of a little little like Apple, but not quite as much. Apple at least has got a lot of privacy things where they got your back on that front, which is nice. So it's a really interesting uh, situation there. What do you? Yeah, think it yeah. is. It, it, it is interesting. I mean, I think
0: making the hardware accessible is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not enough. It's a start. It's not enough. I mean, we're not going to see any sort of uh, usage at scale until people, well, until companies like Facebook and Qualcomm and others, you know, HTC and others, and, and this is the industry that I truly care about until we go away from the face computer and nobody wants to wear a face computer. You know, the, the technology isn't there yet. And it's not going to be there for quite some time. Um, and I don't, I truly, truly do not believe Facebook is going to have any meaningful impact in the space. They're going to have impact, mm-hmm. but not the impact that I think we need. I think what we all need to be very pragmatic about the realities in our industry. And I think the true impacts are going to, come in 2022 and 2023 when apple releases their hmd that they've patented and when they release mm-hmm. their ar glasses that they've patented and they've said we're going to release in a year or two um you know like we we had i i could I, I consider facebook the blackberry of of smartphones right like <laughs> like you know you know what i mean like we had blackberry and we have the oculus uh-huh. but everybody i know uses these i'm gonna have very very few friends that don't use an iphone i have friends that don't use an iphone but very few friends that don't use an iphone you know what i'm saying
1: yeah oh man i miss my blackberry (laughs) you could actually feel the keys on them you know i remember that back in the day like wow i can type so fast it's interesting it's an interesting like um connection between those two because if you if you look at what facebook's done i mean they've brought it to the masses they've they've taken VR, and they've made it mainstream, which no one else has been able to do so far. Uh, Valve's done it a bit. Valve was pretty solid. I kind of consider it to be kind of like Nintendo and Sega going at it, Go like, who's going to win out in this space? Um, and I'm really, really curious for um, Apple because Apple's been very good, like, when they had Steve Jobs. Like, if Steve Jobs was still around, I would, I would be very, very nervous for Facebook because Steve mm-hmm. Jobs' ability to innovate and come out with these quantum leaps in technology was the most mind-blowing thing i've ever seen like you know he really birthed these new things with the ipad and all this stuff so the only thing i've, I've seen though of, of apple is that they they don't do major iterations they do monetary like they do like mi- micro improvements like a watch a slight better watch a slightly better watch earphones yeah. slightly better earphones like this i haven't seen like a gigantic like defining paradigm shifting jump And so i'm curious to see and i've seen with the um the hype of uh magic leap and all the razzle dazzle that those guys came out with of we're gonna make the next headset and they got what a billion and a half dollars or something like that and they just that the ar piece is so such a difficult nut now uh the the thing is apple could sneeze at a at a billion and a half dollars and not and not not bad nice so they've got the resources to back it so I'm curious. I don't. I don't know if it'll be next year, but I, I. I those would be. I think the only ones that could completely shut down Facebook would be Apple. It's a really interesting thought, you know. Yeah, I think I don't think Facebook's going to get shut down in, in mm-hmm. our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it will
0: it get shut down. I think Facebook is here to stay. It's going to mm-hmm. iterate. <clears throat> it'll continue to, to improve. But there is no doubt that Mark Zuckerberg is not a visionary. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't even invent Facebook, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's kind of like, we, we have, we have visionaries in the technology space, like Elon Musk, I think is a true visionary, although he didn't, didn't, he didn't even invent Tesla. You know, Uh he, he Facebooked, he, he Mark Zuckerberg his way into Tesla. Mm -hmm. You know, there were other founders that founded Tesla. A lot of people don't know that it's not his baby, but he's a visionary. Um, and we need visionaries And, 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 you know, Apple being run by basically an accountant, yeah, how many accounts? do I mean first of all how many parties have you been to that are thrown by accounts number one
1: right? right yeah so
0: you know what I mean so I, I um I we're not in at least in the us anyway um we are not at we're far 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 from mainstream mainstream adoption of our technologies mm-hmm. China's a different story China's a different story but you know I speak fluent Cantonese I've got friends who are Chinese Americans. I've got many friends in Shenzhen, Beijing, Guangzhou. They are not going to tell you that. I mean, they'll be honest with you. They will tell you look, even though China has far more adoption of XR technologies than America, still very far away from being mainstream. So, I'm not sure it even relies on a visionary anymore. Like you, you, made a very, very good point about the quantitative continuous or, or the, or the mm-hmm. continuous improvements mm-hmm. that are that are that have happened at Apple. Nothing exciting,
1: yeah. You know
0: that's going to happen in our industry until we have some sort of game changing moment. And I don't think that game changing moment is even going to be in the hardware. I, it's going to be in content. I truly believe it's going to be in content, and that content is going to drive hardware um new iterations of exciting
1: hardware but but people are working on all of it yeah, so yeah. it's, it's so you're saying kind of like you're waiting for like the pokemon go for the vr world you're waiting for that thing that yeah. everyone gets crazy about that kind of blows up the space and yeah yeah it's yeah well i mean really i mean what's your definition when you talk about mainstream because i think there's like probably 10 million headsets out there or so mm-hmm. like right now um, and i've been in the space probably about you know rather, i mean i was one of the original backers of oculus mm-hmm. All that fun stuff some of the heads that came in you know and i remember taking around yeah right you take it around yep. anybody try this nobody tried it now like now more hands go up that they've oh, I've tried something right and which is great when what do you oh, think is when we say like mainstream like what do you think it's like how many people do you need, need to have the headset or, or the xr technology in order for it to be mainstream i think it may not be
0: a number well i can tell you it's not a number i'm looking for okay. um, <clears throat> and i'll explain why that is um in in a second but um you know for me mainstream doesn't mean like 30 10 million 30 million 100 million for me mainstream means when i don't need to ask the question is it mainstream it just is right um instagram right instagram for sure is quote unquote mainstream i don't think anyone really saw it becoming mainstream, what we saw was it got installed on phones and then uh, we we installed. But what we saw was the content. We saw people taking selfies, you know, Mm. Uh, and now we have whole industries of human beings who make their living on Instagram. Right now, they may not have any marketable skills if Instagram was to suddenly go away. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, I can take great selfies of myself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in exotic locales. Well, I can't really hire you for that. But, you know, maybe one or two people, but not a whole whole hordes of people. But I, you know, the way I operate a business is I'm not consistently pursuing off the charts growth. So yeah. I don't even pay attention to um, like 30 million, 20 million, whatever. Um, I pursue consistent year over year on the charts growth. And I think that is mainstream. When something is just as consistent as Coca-Cola, it's mainstream.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Coca-Cola took a while to be around and, you know, they're still, I mean, they they are inundated. now those young and cupping, uh, the what, the the Bing energy drinks or the the other ones Mm -hmm. that are out there and stuff like there, everyone's now fighting for that market domination, which is an interesting thing. Yeah. What do you... In terms of like the metaverse, what do you think are some threshold guardians? What are some things that are preventing that uh, from taking off? Like what are the things that are stopping that from growing? Man, that is is a very, 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 very good
0: question. A lot of people don't even ask me that question, Mm -hmm. uh, like what's stopping it? Um, My answer is high bandwidth, low latency. It's 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 high bandwidth is uh, the reason for that is because the world is very big and the world is very small, right? So um, the internet did a lot to drive um, globalization, where where disparate communities, just where people can kind of connect from all over the world, right? We can talk to someone in, in Spain, like mm-hmm. right now, if we want to pop them up, join them, and they can join us in this call. Um, but it's still to this day, it's still hard to call someone in Guyana. Or um, you know Darfur or somewhere right, or or even certain places in India where there's dramatically more mobile mobile phone usage than anything else. But the there's there are still pockets that lack high band with low latency. Five G is going to help with that. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know places like there's still places in America like the, the neighborhood I grew up in there's still people where I grew up that cannot afford an Oculus. And these people live in America, <laughs> you know, so they can't afford uh, internet. It, that's my neighborhood is, has not changed since the early 80s. Hasn't changed at all. Still cannot. There's people that still don't have televisions. And this is in South Central Phoenix, Arizona. You know, this I'm not talking about some third world country on the other side of the planet, you know, Mm -hmm. so I I think what's going to happen is, um, we're going to see some, some, we're going to see a lot of uh, uh, disparate usage of our technology, because those people can't afford it. Uh, People like you and I can, Mm -hmm. and we're passionate about it. But but because we can, we're going to we are going to be the people that drive that adoption and then make it. Then the prices will drop and they'll become more ubiquitous and technology. But I, I really don't think it's going to happen until we have truly high bandwidth and low latency, um, mm-hmm. which doesn't exist. You know, I know that Musk is working on that with with Starlink, I believe. Starlink satellite, yeah. that satellite technology still isn't there yet. It will get there, but uh, you yeah, know we, we've got we've got a lot of barriers to hit. Um, so, so before until that changes, I think what's going to happen is we're going to see adoption with 5G technologies, and we're going to see some good content developers build something interesting in this space, making reference back to the Pokemon Go
1: um, mm. that you mentioned before. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. when you look at uh, like cell phone and how popular. I mean, I've been in a lot of countries in the world, and or I've been. I've been a couple of them and Mm -hmm. in these very rural places you see people just pull out a smartphone Mm -hmm. and they're like at a village and they pull out Mm -hmm. a smartphone and they're just in the middle of the jungle. They pull out a smartphone. It's a really interesting thing to see how common that is right now. And they don't have that. You don't have that exact same type of service with, um, with the headsets yet that are out there. Although the headsets are really, they're almost as they're cheaper. If not cheaper than phones, what I think Mm -hmm. is crazy is that there's this thing, that you can mostly have a little screen that you can type on, and you can listen. And that's more expensive than an immersive VR experience that you put on and you wrap around your face. Like, I think that's a crazy concept to think of. And it shows you how much the markup is of the phone industry that they can charge that much above and beyond when, when there's so much more advanced tech offered at a low price. And you can see this kind of like a springboard that will allow people to kind of get into the space because of like it's like well which one do you want to have i could have it you know it has to make economical sense where if someone said okay well i can't have a computer so instead i'm gonna have this computer on my face and it's gonna now be a monitor and be all these other things it's gotta it's gotta get to that point where people like they use it because it's practical not because it's a gimmick right mm-hmm. and that's that and that's that thing that's um they're still waiting to see um, yeah,
0: it, it really goes back to that. That is such a good point. It goes back to that old saying: "Necessity is the mother of invention," right? Hmm. Like we don't need HMDs. We have smartphones. I think I think we need smartphones now. I, I truly do. Hmm. Um, but we don't. Yeah. But we don't need an HMD now. An HMD really is an Android phone on your face. Quite frankly, that that's really kind of what it is. But um, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than that um and and quite frankly an oculus go is still a great option right now you can get one for like 100 bucks 99 bucks um it's three off but it still does a lot of the things that people really need to do um in the metaverse but um you know but but again you know it's we we've got the face computer problem you know they're battered they're hot batteries don't last you know battery life is not great um, but that's going to get solved. I'm not worried about that. I'm not here to poo-poo the industry. I'm just here to say, like,
1: uh-huh.
0: we need to we need to be very realistic with the hype cycle mm. and and we need to be very, very realistic with kind of how this industry is growing. It's not spiking.
1: You know, we're we're on a steady uh,
0: steady incline.
1: Um, but I mean, I guess when you're talking about that, I mean, looking at what, four years ago, I mean, there was there's barely any heads i mean if we went like what last year was like a million now we're at like 10 million i mean you're kind of going up that cycle i mean going from i mean we're what more than 10x every year with the amount of headsets that are available so i mean it's 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 going up in this direction i mean there was the from from quest 1 to quest 2 it was you know uh better hardware cheaper faster um and so i mean that caused that that big jump now will they be able to do that again this no like you're not you're not gonna be able to repeatedly get that system going along, but we are getting that spike. I mean, I've just seen it like like you know, like when you when you give someone the headset for the first time and you give them the old vibe, and you're like, like, wow, this is incredible. You're like, yeah, you gotta buy a two thousand dollar computer. Uh, you gotta spend twelve hundred dollars on, on the on the part, then you gotta set up this thing after about 45 minutes. You get the thing calibrated, you're gonna be ready to go. And they go, Oh, well, that's that's great. Thank you. And they're like, here's your crazy computer device versus the you put like a, a, a cheap headset on them and their minds get blown they're like oh yeah amazon click a button at your house tomorrow They're like oh wow and i've just seen so many people buy it from that going from like maybe one out of 20 people to being like three out of five people if, especially if you have kids so it is it is jumping but it's not like it's not everywhere it's only i am blessed to live in an area that um is is more affluent than a lot of people and so i'm definitely insulated in this type of environment versus Mm -hmm. if i you know go to other places especially more rural they've never even seen the headset so i always i do have to be aware of that kind of i'm in a little pocket of my own my own reality so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah it's
0: interesting it's um you know we had that same experience so we we donated uh we worked with we partnered with htc Mm and we don't is uh, a while back we donated our uh roomie platform along with uh some computers and HTC vibes to a school in Africa and, oh, that's cool. um yeah and it was really interesting you know what, what so then we had that and I've had that experience all over the world you know as like I travel and speak but that's what you just mentioned but um that was the first time, honestly, that I ever had that experience. And it was quite a dramatic experience where these kids in Africa on literally a small island um, that floods when the high tide comes in. <laughs> and then high tide goes out and the island reappears and that's where they go to school. Um, uh, they have these, these vibes. But what was interesting is that they actually, first of all, a lot of them hadn't even seen a, a computer. They had seen phones. But not a, a computer, like a laptop computer. Yeah. And what was interesting is that they required virtually zero training. These kids just mobbed the computer. They mobbed <laughs> the vibes, and they just figured it out. They yeah. just figured it out. You uh, know, the uh, adults are there trying to to show them how to use it, looking like idiots, kind of tripping over their words, and they just stopped. And the kids just kind of got in there and played. And, and I've seen that happen over and over and over and over again within new experiences. <laughs> the, the biggest issue, though, was um, not necessarily bandwidth because they were on satellite technology. Mm-hmm. It was electricity. So, you know, oh. you know, just r- consistent, reliable electricity. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, those problems have existed long before we we came onto the scene. They're probably going to exist, unfortunately, long after you and I expire. Um, <laughs> Just in place of the world, but but what gave me a lot of hope for our industry was not the you know the big behemoths of the world producing you know this technology and this content. It was these kids just taking to the technology and exploring the content on their own. Because we know in those areas and in areas all over the world, um, there are Einsteins. Mm-hmm. Th- that exist right there are mary curies that exist mm-hmm. and they just don't have access to this technology. so that's why i say high bandwidth low latency once we make that happen boom we're going to see a, a watershed moment happen in in our industry and all over the world
1: that and that's one of the things i think is beautiful though, about elon musk doing that whole skylink is that mm-hmm. all of a sudden like or starlink is the fact that like the way that the satellite system set up Right? Is that in highly dense popul? So there's like a there's like a a a, a band, almost like a. If you're to shoot a laser beam, that's got so much information. So like in a high density population, like a, an urban city, you don't get much, right? It kind of works, but it's okay. But in giant rural areas, where you're like the one dude who's on Tinder trying to find that chick, right? Who's 40 <laughs> miles away from you and you're swiping, you're gonna get an amazing connection. Mm-hmm. And that and that's the thing. is like it's weird to think like my grandma um who's 92 years old has never been on the internet she's never been on it she doesn't understand it she doesn't get it and it's just it's crazy thing that there's people alive today that have never been on the internet versus you take my niece who's like seven and you and you take her internet away oh oh it's like it is over the world is over so i i can't imagine like once everybody becomes connected it's like it's like our our uh, global brain power will just kind of ramp up a won't 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 won't, because now we have access to that all those amazing minds around the planet because you get the you know the elon musk from kenya or whoever Mm -hmm. it might be and that's that's a really really powerful thing what what let me ask you what have you seen like in terms of like like what's your greatest like hope for the metaverse like what would you like to see if you could like wave a magic wand and make the metaverse however you want to look like what would that what would that look like for you
0: yeah that's interesting you know i i would say um if i could just kind of wave my magic wand right now what i would do is i would completely destroy i would just completely get rid of all face computers um first of all we need we we you know and we're getting there yeah um for me it's more uh digital light field technologies number one so i so there's there's a few phases for me okay um there's there's no look i i already wear these to see yeah. I don't want to wear a face computer. I don't even want to wear Apple glasses, Google glasses. I, I want to wear these glasses because I can see, I can read with them, right? I don't want that. Ideally, what I, if I could use anything, it would be like a badge, you know, that I wear over my, or, or whatever, something I clip or a sure. necklace that projects a digital light field in front of my mm-hmm. face, and that can transport me to a, a, a shared environment, you know? So, first of all, from a technological point of view, Mm -hmm. we have to get there. I I really, really believe we're not going to see any, we're not going to get there. I mean, look, on Star Trek, nobody's throwing on a headset, right? And everything in Star Trek came true. That's what gives, that's why how I know for a fact, you and I are doing the right thing. This is going to be a reality. Yeah. You know, cell phones on Star Trek, the communicators, the pads, the iPads on communicators. You know, like on Star Trek, the holodeck. We're already yeah. creating the holodeck. It's not there yet. It's almost there. So once we get into the more digital light field technology um, with high bandwidth lazy, we'll, we'll start seeing these 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 shared spaces, and we'll start sharing these spaces more ubiquitously. Mm-hmm. But also, I would like to see. Um, the metaverse become a very normal part of our daily lives like i want to wake up with it i want to use it every day and i want to fall asleep to it right i want to go to school in the metaverse i don't think anyone's gonna and we're already stopping this practice but i don't think anyone's gonna hop in their car and drive you know to work or school like we're simply going to attend work in school and we're already kind of doing that right now and the pandemic was a big part of that Mm -hmm. so i i would like to see you know better content better technology um just better use cases that are going to help us connect to each other and make the world smaller
1: see that's really i mean what you're talking about i mean looking at that you're, you're saying no no face computers um one of the things i'm looking at is like what's the difference between the internet like what we're like doing now and the metaverse for you. Like what, what about, what is, what's different for you?
0: Yeah. What's So it's, it's not immersive. First of all, this is, Mm -hmm. this is flat. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is very, very flat. Like I can't, I can see you in this direction. Um, so, so it's, uh, I gave a talk. I'll I'll say it this way. I gave a talk today at Mm. a three letter government agency, um, in a private chat, it was, uh, I mean, I can tell you who the agency was, but you can't see the talk, but it was with the US Defense Intelligence Agency, uh-huh. the, the, the DIA, not the uh-huh. CIA, the DIA, and they gave a talk today about what we are currently doing to support um, tactical warfighter communications at the front end, the the, the the front edge, kind of what they call the spear's edge or the leading edge of warfighter communication, uh, which we do a lot of work in um, here with Rumi. In addition to all the other things we do, but um, they didn't ask me that question, but I did present it um, as a, as kind of, hey, this is how I see uh, uh, the difference between real world and the, and the digital, the, the metaverse. So right now there's a lack of, um, in, in this experience right now, there's a lack of 360 degree information, right? Like I can see you, it's flat but i don't have anything that's spatial right yeah. um i've got these headphones that are spatial they've got right and left channels but when i'm in the metaverse i'm fully immersed right it, in in like if i'm in room i'm fully immersed and you know that like you can look around yeah. and see everything and it's ex you can experience it and really what that means for me is more than connection we can create a meaningful connection i see it happen over and over and over again in in our shared roomy spaces it's unity Mm. it's it's unity when i can truly feel a unification between you and me then in a shared virtual space that feels real that's what the metaverse means to me and right now this feels good and it's important but it doesn't and it's real it doesn't feel real right there's nothing haptic about it
1: so yeah and that's that's thing i was trying to understand because you're talking about not wearing a face computer but wanting to feel immersive and so that's the chasm i'm trying to cross on that one is is how do you how do you feel immersive and also like we have a natural inputs like this is a natural input this Mm -hmm. is a natural input Mm -hmm. right there's some interesting natural inputs that we we have that we don't really fully like like if you don't have a face computer on, it's very difficult to be immersed and, and, and hijack what you're seeing. And like, cause if you hear a sound, if you hear a sound behind you do that, like that's what you do right? Mm -hmm. when you hear a sound. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cross the chasm in my brain of how do you actually, if you don't have a face computer on, how do you put someone into a reality that they can experience? That is, is that the case? And so I haven't, I haven't tried, uh, I've heard of the light field technology um i think this company is like a toy from a while back um but i'm not super familiar like i i'd be very curious what that would what that would be like
0: yeah well um so google google is working on um you can google the google <laughs> working on this but they're they're working on digital life yeah. field technology i think they're going to be the far and away leader in this mm-hmm. but um in order to be immersed without a face computer and face computers have to exist they're the rotary phones of the metaverse right like you can't get there without them but we're 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 gonna have you know we're gonna have digital light fields that that create a space around us and we'll probably end up using um ultrasound waves where I can reach out and feel something you know it'll make my fingers tingle and that will be haptic without having to wear a five or ten thousand dollar haptic glove um, uh-huh. and, and a backpack with batteries and all of that. Like my, the walls will be in my room will be painted with some sort of digital paint skin that will create an immersive environment that I can change at any time. It, the Wi-Fi signals in my house will be um, uh, maybe overlaid with a um, um, uh, some sort of ultrasonic waves where that I can feel when I reach out and that will be interesting and my whole point here is this um we're approaching the metaverse we're actually not even there yet we're very very far away from being there because we are still bound by Newtonian laws of physics right in the metaverse we are unbound Mm -hmm. we're completely and totally unbound I, I am not bound by Newtonian laws of physics but the problem is when I when I pop into and I understand we have to do this so that people can cognitively process these spaces right now, and kind of get used to them. But when I pop into um, my rooms right now in Roomie, or really any room in any of the competition, Mm -hmm. pretty much all of them I know, you know, the CEOs of these companies, um, or, or someone at these companies, we still have tables and chairs and fucking walls and and shit right like why 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 do i have that i can be a spider and i can make the ceiling a work surface and i can just pop up there we can be an mc esher of productivity you know but for some reason we still build these we're still building the metaverse as though it's bound by newtonian laws of physics and it's not
1: yeah there's a comfortability in it there's like a there's, like, sure. a, there's like a halfway house because because humans naturally gravitate in circles around objects Mm -hmm. like that's what we do what's a fire uh you know you know what's a because that's the way that we normally that's the way that it's a part of our social um ecosystem that's the way that we communicate if we did all these things randomly and wacky i mean you can go into some of like vr chat rooms and you want to see crazy like about 3 a.m go inside one of those random spaces and what you're talking about is pretty it's pretty on point where there's just like all these random characters. All over it's just, I get in there, and I feel like I have to take a shower when I get out afterwards. I'm like, oh, what is that? I was like I don't even know what that was. I'm just gonna wipe that off and just keep going about my day. But it's a. It's a but we're. I think you're right. We're getting there, and I think the more, uh, the there we're starting to become. The more we get comfortable with technology, the more we let go of the uh, current way. I, I saw this one kid. I can't remember, um, but she was it was my niece or somebody she was trying to use a piece of paper like an ipad where she was was wasn't just wasn't swiping and she didn't didn't understand why 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 wouldn't this be i don't understand it. it's not moving the way it should and you can tell like the the earlier you get them in the more that they feel like they're more attached to that kind of reality versus old school pen and paper and stuff like you know that we grew up with because i remember back in the day before the internet was a thing you know yeah. so uh
0: yeah it's interesting because you know like like going back to what you said about fire if i can interject you know yeah, yeah. fire is only fire because it existed before we had fire right like we didn't have fire before we had fire
1: yeah
0: it, it, did, it wasn't a thing and now we have these things which are basically like digital fire right like ah here's you know you've seen the old yeah. movies where the the guy goes back in time and he lights a a lighter oh everybody goes well oh, you can create fire Right. Like this didn't exist before we went from burning fire and collecting around this. Now we have it. So you're right. Like we we have we certainly have Mm -hmm. things that didn't exist in the world before we had them. um, And now they're just a ubiquitous part of our lives like fire was and Mm -hmm. fire still is. But you're right people do, we do need these things so that people can cognitively process the spaces that they're in right it can't be like a DMT trip and you're just like what the fuck is going on you know this is crazy like can't be that like every 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 VR or AR experience can't be like you know drinking ayahuasca it, it, you just can't have that it's not going to work but but i am trying to challenge my industry to grow faster than it's growing right because I want it desperately to be successful and I see it doing a sine wave of success failure success failure Mm -hmm. success failure right like it's just not it's like it's gaining success in in a lot of fits and starts Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to challenge us to just like look let's just let's all be maybe we don't have the um the Steve Jobs of the metaverse yet but why can't we all be the steve jobs of the
1: metaverse let's just make it happen yeah i i actually love that because it's we all have the ability especially because like now with the technology and how easy it is to get up and running like anybody can you know it 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 does feel like it's 1999 or it says like 1991 and we're like hey there's this thing coming it's called a it's called the internet and there's like a web browser and like you know you could put your your company on the web website and you could like you know connect with customers and like i don't understand what my my building works great what's your web browser for i feel like that's where we're at we're like this dawn of the metaverse and i think that you're right it's right now like what advice would you give there could be a a young kid um possibly listen to this um who wants to be the steve jobs of the metaverse right they they love it they tried it they're they're at some they're at their uh, older brother's nine-year-old birthday party and they got to put on the headset for the first time and their mind was blown and they want to get into the space what advice would you give to them
0: great question man that, that's a very very good question that's actually happened to me so that has happened to me. Um, I can tell you very proudly yeah. that that did happen to me with a very, very good friend of mine who looks just like me. We are not brothers. Everybody thinks we're twin brothers, which is weird. We're not. We look like we're probably digital twin brothers, and this is just a digital reality. I don't know. But his son, um, he, he was talking to me about some, what his son wanted to do in his life. So I talked to his son and, and gave him some advice. And I'll tell you the advice I gave him, but that was in 2016. He is now 18 years old and he just got hired as Amazon's youngest full-time hire in Amazon history. And he is making, I won't say how much, but he's making a lot of money, a lot of money. Right. Um, and he has got no college degree, which is interesting. He's got a lot of marketable skills, but no college degree. He doesn't need one. He's, he's one of those, those smart kids. But what I told him when he wanted to, he, he didn't know what VR was. He'd heard about it. You know, I put him in his very first VR headset, um, gave him an HTC Vive, gave him a, an MSI laptop to play around with, ended up putting it at a school in Ballard, um, his high school, uh, in the library, and just took off with it. But what I told him was this. I said, look, man. What you need to know about the metaverse when you're building it is there is no money in the metaverse. There's no money. People are making money. I make. my company makes money. We have revenue, but you're not building Instagram. You're not, it's not Facebook, you know, it's not this giant thing. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. There is no money in the metaverse. And actually, do not. If you want to get in to start developing this, do not get into it. But do not pursue it to make money. What you should do it is pursue it to 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 build your passion. Pursue it as your passion. And the reason I told him that is because personal prosperity is born from happiness, right? It's not born from chasing down a dollar. If you if everybody was going to do that, look. If you were, uh, quick tangent. If if all you did was chase a dollar. Every millionaire you meet would tell you, I made my money by listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. I guarantee you're not going to run into any millionaires that say, I made my money by listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. Doesn't happen. It's not happening. Um, There's no money in the metaverse, but there's money in the passion, right? So get in there, build something that you're passionate about, and build good content. So I truly, truly believe that's what he did. He started building, started hackathons, started building good content, Five years later, that content led to him being the earliest, <laughs> uh, how the he, most successful.
1: How, he's how 18. old is he? 18? Well, he's almost 18. Okay. So 17, he got hired by Amazon for a VR specialist from doing a bunch of hackathons. It, well, he's hey. not a VR specialist.
0: He, he didn't get hired in
1: VR, actually. Okay. Um, but but that is where
0: he where he cut his teeth. Um, by God. doing, 100%, that's where he cut his teeth. He did VR hackathons. He's a very bright kid, very hardworking but i can tell you this much he ain't the smartest kid i've ever met he's a very smart kid but he's mm-hmm. certainly no genius um and that's a nice thing is you don't need to be so but what he did was he focused on content he didn't go chase the dollar he didn't go chase a bunch of bullshit, you know that that adults kind of tell kids to do what he did is he chased his passion and his passion was technology and he built good solid content for our industry and while that didn't lead to a job in our industry it did lead to a very comfortable living for him and I can guarantee you this I can guarantee you this he will most likely build something that is important to our industry in the metaverse
1: mm-hmm. he's
0: not working it right now he's kind of working adjacent to it
1: yeah. yeah but
0: that is where his passion lies and a lot of us kind of have to take jobs that are outside of our passion so that we can feed that passion
1: that's i mean there's something that's so powerful in that statement too because um i mean I've, I've ran a number of vr hackathons and i've seen people go from nothing to building portfolio of work and then showing out that portfolio of work because they don't care if you have a degree no one cares mm-hmm. degrees don't matter at all They're like what can you do for me show me that you can do things for me and a degree means nothing to it, it means that you can show up on time you can clock in you can clock out but that passion because if you if you have the passion you're going to go through that process and you're going to hone those skills so finally you stop and you look back you're like wow my passion led me to a thing that i can now do it and you're right that we're at the dawn of the space if you make something you're passionate about and people can see that passion you're going to hone it into a skill and then you can take that and then bring that because you're basically you know more or less building your own town in the desert of the metaverse there's no there's nothing built around you yet but you're just building your own little town and the metaverse trains are coming and and then like when when it's there you're like oh I've been building this this whole time look what I can do and they're like wow I'm gonna stop at your place and we're gonna keep going because it's born one useful application at a time it's not like this whole swallow the whale we're gonna make this whole thing at once and come check this thing out it's like can you make something that brings you joy and then we we'll, can bring someone else joy because if you can do that, then you can just expand that outwards. Which is, I think, that's a beautiful point. Preach the word, my brother. I mean, amen to that.
0: Seriously, like you, <laughs> you, 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 you said it. Because you're building something you're passionate about, that passion transfers to another human being. And what that, what happens when, what, what happens when that happens when you transfer that passion is you create a connection. And that's literally what our industry is all about, is creating a connection with other human beings. But we're doing it inside a shared virtual space, right? Whether that's AR, VR, whatever it kind of looks like. But we're sharing that connection uh, with each other. That's why I said, like, for me, it all goes back
1: to unification. I love it, man. That's beautiful. Uh, So with that being said, um, is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how they can get a hold of you?
0: Um, you know, like right now, uh, we are working on some very important use cases, but you know, those, those important use cases are all for the U S department of defense. So I can't go into any detail about them, um, in, in an open space. Um, but, uh, You know, what I would say is, you know, we've been doing the same thing a lot of these companies have been doing in terms of like distributed instructor-led education. Um, So, you know, if you want to use us, you can, um, you know, look for us on online, Rumi, Uh, R-U-M-I-I, we're free and open. Right now so anybody can just use us we're not charging for our for we used to charge i'm not charging anymore because since the pandemic i just want to make it a free thing that people can use and help people connect um and we're doing pretty good in the in throughout the u.s federal workforce but um what i would say is you know there's a lot of great resources uh online if people are listening and they want to pursue uh some sort of interest in this space um so check it out you know htc has got some really really um cool products they've got uh, really good things going on oculus and facebook honestly like um the there's no there's no doubting that the oculus uh hmd any iteration of the oculus hmd are phenomenal hmds for you to use um, and they're relatively inexpensive um so go get one you don't need to get the latest and greatest get any generation, really, just to get get your feet wet in it. Um, Start learning Unity if you want to program. But what we really need is good, good content developers. We need way better UI. We need way better UX in our industry um, than we have uh, because it's it's people mostly by engineers right now. Um, And and Oculus, I know, is focusing on games just to kind of build that customer base and normalize um, the experiences, which I think is actually a good thing. But there's other HMD manufacturers out there that I'm a big fan of. Um, so you know, like the Pico, uh, mm-hmm. Pico has great HMDs, um, 4K expandable memory. Um, there's are six degrees of freedom, uh, rechargeable controllers. They're they're incredibly. They're just they're great. So anyway, there's there's no there's no end of of resources out there. But the one thing I would like to tell everyone is something that you mentioned earlier, which mm-hmm. is get educated. And education is far more valuable than a degree. Right now, um, it's a getting yourself educated is very different than getting a degree. If you want a college degree, go get one. They're great. I've got three, but I did not make my success because I had a college degree. That happened years and years after I made my success. I made my success because I educated myself on how to computer on how to program. So.
1: Yes, that is a hundred percent true. I mean, so often it's not about the degree; it's it's about what it's about what you learn, and it's about actually learning something that is actually of value. Mm-hmm. And and there is a whole world of metaverse to create in any space you want to go into, as long as you're building something of value and you enjoy that process. There's a hundred percent agree on that, and uh, I think it's beautiful. Uh, so with that, Matt, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they do want to get a hold of you?
0: Uh, right now, best way to get a hold of me
1: is uh, I know this is going to be the douchiest
0: thing I say all year, <laughs> but you can Google my name. <laughs> you can just I'm all over the internet.
1: Yeah. You
0: just type in Matt Chacon. I spell my name with one T, like Yoga yeah. Matt. So M A T C H A C O N. You can find me on LinkedIn. By searching me, Matricone, and you can also find me on Twitter. I'm very, very active on Twitter, um and my Twitter handle is at the VR CEO.
1: At the VR CEO. yeah, claim that title. Love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> all right, Matt, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate you talking and chatting with me, all things around the metaverse and getting educated and understanding the space. Um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you, and I will see you in another reality.
0: Right. Thank you for, Thanks,
1: Dylan. Cheers, bud. Bye, Thanks, brother. Bye now. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or, if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.